Tori, will you please, with our performance today? I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Very interesting. Somehow it always goes back to Mike Babchik. It's amazing how that happens. And again, with all disrespect. <sighs> now there's, now there's an, an echo in my, in my head, head sir. So that uh, we we made it. Uh, yeah, Woo-hoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Stay well today. Oh, Steve Torrey, yes, another episode of Patrick's Morning After. In the books for Louis Gold and Brittany Smith. Thanks to the Toy Bowl Club, TBC. They listen on the ball. Nice foul is their leader, and he tells me that producer Dex in Georgia gets his first flush. That's what we need, another producer. But that doesn't mean you guys can leave. Louis and Britt, you have to stay forever. I thought he was my replacement. No, he just joins us. That's all. Until next time, it is time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time. And good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Toilet Bowl Club, the Mike Babchick Morning After After Show with your hosts, JP and Angie. Angie, how are you? Morning, JP. Ah, good morning, Angie. You sound quiet. Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Is I heard it's snowing over there in Scotland. Is that accurate? It has, it has been, yeah, but it's freezing. Oh, it's, it's freezing. So That's why. And, you, oh. Yeah, and yesterday I went all my length on my arse. So okay, I'm going to... Um, black eyes. I'm, I'm going to um, ask you, you said you went all your length on your arse. Now, obviously, yeah. arse means you fell on your butt. Actually, it wasn't my bum, to be fair. It was my front. It was the front I went. Yeah, I fell. Is... Oh, good morning, Milt. Good morning, Milt. Treacherous, and they hadn't gritted the paths. So it was absolutely awful here yesterday. I was coming out of school. I had finished work. And normally, my friend would give me a lift along the road. But because it had been such a terrible week and whatnot, she says, I thought you would just want to walk for headspace. So I walked. But as I came out of the school gates, the kids were all coming out because the bell had just gone and everything. And down I went, smacked onto the ground. So, yeah, so my hand's a bit sore. I'm scraped on my hand and my knee was a bit sore because I went down on my knee. So, and, the, and the crowd went, <gasps> like that. That's <laughs> Which made it even worse because it drew attention to me. It's like nobody's nobody make a sound. Just uh-huh. let me lie in the middle of the road. <laughs> Get up, pick up my glasses and my bags, and <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Aw, did anyone come and help you? Check if you're yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to, but I, I, I kind of got a, just leave me alone. You waved <laughs> them off. Yeah, just I'm fine. That's okay. Thank you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But you're okay. You didn't uh, hurt yeah, anything. Yeah, my knees, my knees a little bit swollen and bruised, but I'm fine. Oh no. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all, it's all good. Oh, uh, okay. Lou Rock actually wanted pictures of your knee for some reason. Lou Rock's a little crazy. Of my knee. He doesn't want a picture of my knee. Hey, he wants your, your bruised knee. Good morning, Shorty. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. We do have a uh, special guest coming up around. Uh, 8.30, which is about in uh, 25 minutes or so. That's uh, John Barchard, uh, special guest, John Barchard. I was I was just going to sit and chat, JP, and leave you up here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what you would do. 
Yeah. But uh, you're not going to do that today. No. 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 I'll, I'll play nicely. So let's see. Let's play this, and you guys tell me if you think uh, this is if you think this is funny. This is a a montage. Uh, this is for the D aliens out there. All you D aliens, this is for you. My Dixie wreck eating Mike Hawk. Holy shit! Oh, that Mike Hawk is gone. Eaten loads the Alpha Kenny Buddy and Squirt. Hashtag I'm feeling good. How about that? What do you think about that, Angie? Wow. That was very aggressive, wasn't it? Hey, Bella. Good morning, Kate. That was very aggressive. I, I don't think any of the D aliens are are that. Uh, I love it. That was uh, the DA show with Mike Badchick. Hey, it looks like um, hey, Goat Thirty Nine is here. I didn't see you. You snuck in. Good morning. Good morning. Let me uh, give us check out who's listening this morning. I got. Uh, I see Mariana's listening. I see Golf is listening. I don't know if that's golf foul. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, Lou Rock, Humpers listening. Duke James. Good morning, Duke. Idoc, Shorty, Mira Mira, Kate, Cubella, uh, Billy, Milt, Goat39. That's Mac and Bear, not to be confused with Bear in Chicago. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. I'm going to play you the, uh, the clip, Angie, that I got in yesterday. You guys tell me if this is funny. JP wow. is still in line at Legends for the office party on December the 15th. <laughs> Excited to watch Man City travel to Eaton Loads, take on Aston Villa, and go back to the top of the table this weekend. Babs won't understand any of this. Ha ha ha. Feel good Friday. I'm feeling good. Big, uh, hey, big shout out to Dex this morning. Dex got the, uh, the Toilet Bowl Club shout out, Angie, at the end of uh, Bad Check's show. So. Oh, cool. Congratulations to Dex joining us in the Toilet Bowl Club <laughs> officially. Angie, you've gotten the shout out before, I believe. I have, yeah. You, Milt's gotten the shout out as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, we like a wee shout out. A wee shout out. Yes, yeah, so and... my Christmas tree's just arrived. Oh, yes. Tell us about your Christmas tree because uh, in Scotland, I remember last year there was an issue with your tree. How, how about this yeah, year? How's it going? Huge. It was huge. It's huge. And they had to come and take it back. Get me a smaller one because it was too big for my living room. Yeah. How did you know it was but, too big? Did you know before you brought it inside the house? Or did oh, you... I could see it was too big. It was, I thought it was for a church. It wasn't for my house. <laughs> it was massive. Um, yeah, so this year it's perfect. And the guy remembered me from last year. He's, he's a kind of older man and he's so lovely. He just I think he says, "Oh, he says we're here again this year. Have a lovely Christmas." And he, he was just so lovely. It's a nice wee man. So yeah, Aww. he brought my tree. Yeah, but I don't know how it's going to pan out this year because well, I've got the pussy cat, <laughs> and I'm a bit concerned because well, I think she's going to be in it. Yeah, you just got to be it. careful. Like, don't put too much stuff low that she can get to. Um, I like my tree, Bella. We hear you, Milt. You're welcome to be here. To, did you uh... mute him already? No, I did not mute him. He's muted himself. Oh, okay. He's uh, f- welcome to ask questions. I do what I do. Would I would love for Milt to ask a question? Why? He'll ask about bamboo. Don't do it. No, I would like for you to ask a question that's germane to the topic when we have our guest on, Milt. <laughs> it's going to be about podcasts and how to uh, make you know make money on podcasts 
Yeah, and YouTube channels. I think Milt is a good case study for uh, what not to do. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm terrible. That's awful. I, Milt, Milt is, I got to say, Milt is the reason most of us are here on Podbean. Uh, I'm being very honest here. Milt, uh, Milt knows I've listened to his show for coming up on three years now. And uh, I, he, he, was, he made me very comfortable from the very beginning. It was very helpful. He, uh, he, he gave me uh, confidence uh, when I started my own show. I know you were catfish, JP. <laughs> I was catfished. I was catfished. Cubella says it was the same for her as well. I know Lou Rock um, appreciates Milt. We all appreciate you, Milt. I love this. Mickey. Of course you will. Mickey. Continue. Stop talking, Angie. Talk about me. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, I won't talk about you. No, thank you. No, thank you. But yes, Milt. So yes, you're you're welcome to ask John some questions about um, why other people are successful and you're not. Maybe that's that's the lead-in. My mystery is a favorite. Excuse me. Mystery is a favorite. Mister A is your favorite. He is one of my favorites. Yes. I'm right here, Angie. Yeah, I, mm. I said one of my favorites. Oh, speaking of another one of my favorites. Uh, if here my we just <laughs> here's our special uh, Angie. If you want to say good morning to TQ. Morning TQ. Uh, a little is bit. He, is he naked in his picture? A little bit more of a whisper. What is he dressed up as? TQ. As ET. Sorry. Oh, it's ET. I was like, what? TQ as ET. TQ is ET. That makes sense. It is a little creepy. I like it. And before the important guest is here, uh, do anybody know why E.T. is so short? No, Milt. Why is E.T. so short? Because of those damn legs. I, Doc, that was for you. I don't know. I, IDOC's not laughing. Oh, there you go. You got an LOL out of IDOC. So. <laughs> of course, IDOC's been up since 3 a.m. He's a little loopy, completely fair. All right, let's see. What else is going on? Angie, so um, Angie's your tree. In yes. in the United States, I don't know. May, maybe we do have tree delivery services for Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. I'm not you that familiar to. with it. I don't know. Maybe people in the audience can help me. But most people in the United States, they either get their tree from like a local shop, like Boy Scouts, they sell trees in parking lots. And you uh, go and get it. We go and get it. We go to like I Lowe's have, or Home Depot. Of transport to pick up a tree though. Right, right. No, I mean, it makes sense. And I in, get it from the same place every year. Well, when, I, when I'm having a real tree, I get it. Humper asked a great question, Angie. How oh much do you God. tip someone who delivers I didn't a tree? Tip him anything. What? I said, <laughs> what? start tipping everybody i'll have no money left (laughs) when i go like um where we live we live out in the country so there's actually a christmas tree farm like within a half mile from our house and that's usually where we go and when the kids were younger we would go out and you know cut the tree down and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. now that the kids are older we just go there and they have some pre-cut trees already so we get them they'll usually have a, a young kid who's there working helping to take the trees to people's cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll give that kid, you know, five bucks 
you know. Aye, because that's usually for like their wee scouts or beavers or whatever, something like that, eh? Uh, this one is like a business. So this is, the kid is getting paid, but he's also, you know, it's oh, a, right. a winter job or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's, that's Young different. kids. Uh, yeah, that's different. Scout for beavers. That's why I got kicked out of the Boy Scout. <laughs> um, but that's a or, different story. Or, or without the <laughs> scouts, Boy Scouts, or beavers. The wee Boy. ones. Are the wee ones not beavers? They are. We call them Cub Scouts here. No, we've got them beavers. Beavers are the boys or the girls? Boys. Okay, because the girls Cause here like are the called girls brownies. Are rainbows. Rainbows are the, the smaller ones and brownies. Yeah. They're they're all girls. But yeah Mil they're Milton knows all about the brownies. Yeah. I don't know a shit. His wee brownies. Oh. Oh, so what see. do you call your young boy scouts then? Uh, Cub Scouts. You start off at Cub Scouts. Maybe you progress right, to Weebelows. Maybe we call them Weebelows. There's something that has Weebelos. to do with Weebelows. Right. I don't know. Maybe Mad Humper probably is the one who knows. Um, I, I, there were uh, three boys in my family. I, I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers. and Both of them were Eagle Scouts. And I uh... can I interrupt you before you continue? Yes, no. Shorty, there is a JT is gonna have a guest there. Shut the uh -huh. fuck up when he's here. Oh, yo, Mil. <laughs> I apologize, Mil. I apologize, Mil. That's something. how it came across. Short is part of that show, so she'll look. Let me tell you something. Look, let me tell you something, Mil, because I ain't cussed you out in a minute. Fuck you, all right? That's what you can do. All right, Mel. I know JP having a guest coming up on here. I know how to be respectful. All right, you the one that need to be respectful. So fuck you and you shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, it. And honestly, you guys are all respectful. It has nothing to do with respect. It just has to do with uh, sometimes Milt's mic picks up uh, every noise uh, in his room. So uh, <laughs> great humper. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm starting to hope that maybe the guy oh, doesn't call in. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm starting to hope maybe John and doesn't look, call in. You, and let me tell you something. Don't go around telling that man that damn corny ass joke that you just did. That shit ain't funny at all. They just want to make you feel good. Alright? I'm just saying. We heard that shit so much. It's like, I already know what it is. So, uh, you go somewhere and go to fuck to sleep. Yeah. yeah that's to, to be fair, a joke to Probably the one hundredth time you've heard it is not as funny. No, I heard it more than one hundred times, JP. Okay, all right. Billy, yeah. no, don't ask the joke. Don't do that, Billy. Just, no, don't ask just the leave joke. It alone. Tell just, me if. Just let it be. Tell me if Angie. Yeah. Tell me if this is funny. This is um. Well, this is a call into the DA show with Mike Babchek, uh, available on Sirius XM channel eighty two. This was a call from yesterday. Show. Debo says, yo, DA, I told you about a hawk named Mike being eaten by a turkey vulture last week. Well, now that Mike hawk is gone. There's four gray rabbits that have been thriving in my yard, and I feel good about that. My kids have named them Alpha, Kenny, Buddy, and Squirt. Hashtag, I'm feeling good. How about that? A warren of rabbits. That, that, is, I, that is a lot of... That, watch out for those man-eating jackrabbits. Wow, that is something, man. He's got a bunch of pets back there. Boy, what about the gerbils? Any gerbils? That is wild. Man, oh, man. What's happening? That is wild. 
I don't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it? No, okay. Okay, I, I I'm starting I'm to worry. Hey, good morning, Steve. I love Shorty. <laughs> I love Shorty too. See, even so, Dex is <laughs> Humper still doesn't get it. Let me play it one more time. And, it's talking and, about Hulk and rabbits. Yeah, listen carefully. Each other. Listen, listen carefully to the names of the of the uh, the rabbits. Listen carefully to the names of the rabbits. All right, here we go. Debo says, yo, DA, I told you about a hawk named Mike being eaten by a turkey vulture last week. Well, now that Mike hawk is gone. There's four gray rabbits that have been thriving in my yard, and I feel good about that. My kids have named them Alpha, Kenny, Buddy, and Squirt. Hashtag, I'm feeling good. How about that? A, a warren of rabbits. That, that, is, I, that is a lot of... Watch out for those man-eating jackrabbits. Wow, that is something, man. He's got a bunch of pets back there. What about the gerbils? Any gerbils? That is wild. Okay, so you, you still didn't get it. Hey, hey, John Barcher. Good morning. Hi, John. Good morning. Good morning, John. I see, okay, Alpha Kitty. Alpha Kitty. And what was the other one, Shorty? Something is squirt. Oh, fucking smart. Squirt. We'll rejoin this. Alpha we'll... Teddy. Something in squirt. Ted and squirt. Oh. And we're going to rejoin this. We're, we're going to pick this Alpha up after uh, we in, we pick up our, uh, Hi, our, our guest. Let me, yes, uh, let me see if I can invite mm. our guest up here. He's Good morning. Here. Thanks, Wait, everyone. For listening to the Toilet Bowl Club with your hosts JP and Angie, the Mike Babchick Morning After After Show. Uh, today we have a special guest been uh, talking about for quite a while. Um, John Barchard created his company, Monetize Philly, with the vision to support system for content creator and entrepreneur. John has spent his entire 22-year radio and content career trying to convince his employers that they needed to prepare for the digital age. He now wants to share his diverse wealth of knowledge in this space with independent content creators and entrepreneurs, as he's a strong believer in remaining independent. He was a part of the mass exodus of corporate America over the pandemic and is seeking the same like-minded people that want something way different when doing business and creating media platforms. So with that, let me uh, bring John up here. And good morning, John. How hey, are you? thanks for having me, brother. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever, ever uh, downloaded Podbean. So uh, this is uh, this is pretty good, man. Uh, good, uh, good stuff. Good audience. Everybody's uh, all cranked up. Uh, syrups welcomed me to the toilet, and I couldn't be happier. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, let me uh, introduce uh, my co-host Angie. Angie, this is uh, John. Morning, John. Good morning, Angie. Now, I think I told you, John, Angie is actually from Scotland. Uh, I, I couldn't tell by the accent, actually. That so. you couldn't tell? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful Scottish. Uh, it is part of my blood, so it's, it's great to hear that uh, this morning. Oh, great. But I will be honest. Most of the people do tune in just to hear Angie's voice. Um, I would, too. So, yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, John, I, I've been telling people uh, a little bit about you, um, and I, I, you and I had a conversation last week uh, about joining the show and, and how excited I was, because I'm. you said this is your first uh, entrance into Podbean. I've been on Podbean for 
couple of years and it's a great community. It's, it's uh, obviously for people who want to record live shows and, and Podbean shows. And I've been following you for a while and what you do just fits in perf- perfectly with the audience that, uh, that I have because they're all content creators. So can you just explain a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I um I, do you mind if I'm like super blunt cuz I don't think I am like I think we're at that point of just <laughs> Yeah, no, be su- be super blunt. I, we were just making a joke about how uh I made somebody on the radio say uh, eaten loads. So uh, oh, God. Be, be, okay. be, complete, be completely uh, blunt. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm speaking to uh the right community here. We've been getting fucked for a long time, okay? So like this is this is the antithesis of, of everything I believe is just like radio and television and everything that it was doing was inventive. It was awesome. It was where like you heard many different shows. You broke many different artists. It was all centralized. There was a reason why you wanted to chase that platform. And unfortunately, and I'm going to include Podbean and a bunch of others like this. Now we're all separate, decentralized. We're all looking for one another. We're not sure where to go. We're not sure who to trust. And by the way, our employers were fucking wrong. So wrong. Like, how many times did you hear over the last 10 to 15 years, if you've been in this game this long, about bloggers and podcasters and basement vloggers and all this shit they don't know what they're doing blah 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 well now we're the ones that own the stores motherfuckers you know now we're the ones that own businesses and want to invest in those same content creators that we were growing up with so like sorry you lost man that's why youtube's here like there are radio stations that are still trying to put their video platform and say ah yeah we own this like you lost you lost a long time ago. Not only did you lose a long time ago, you didn't put any investment into those content creators coming up. You try to shove them into the same system. That doesn't work, by the way. There's just so many television stations and radio stations that are owned by the same people, and they're still holding on for dear life, by the way. I have no idea why nobody's selling anything, why nobody's transitioning into anything. You have seen every radio station and television show turn to TikTok, turn to instagram turn to podcasting turn to whatever so like i think the biggest thing we need to realize is we don't not we don't need them anymore first and foremost if we if we haven't realized that yet and secondly the power is in our hands we uh, i'm not kidding we literally won there are so many different applications to basically become your own direct to consumer company because that's what podcasting and all this is i've got to find you now there isn't somebody giving you an opportunity to, to yell your voice. So why are we giving them any bit of our content or any bit of their money? Fuck them. They fell asleep. This is our opportunity right now to grab it all because they're still asleep at the wheel. So that's where all this came from. I came from a radio station in Philadelphia called 94 WIP. And it looks great. It's smiling. But I guarantee you, everybody in that building has their hair on fire and they're yelling, please get me out of here because it is not the same anymore. I don't, you know, like there are there are too many people that do a much better job. And I don't want to listen to two sorry white guys talk about sports anymore. It's fucking boring. There are athletes that are in the shit. There's a reason why the Kelsey brothers have the world's biggest podcast, not just because of Taylor Swift. It's because they have a unique story. 
It's interesting to hear their side of it. I'd rather hear from players. That's why I listen to Pat Bev's pod more than anybody else in the NBA. It's actual people that lived it and are going through it and have interesting stories about that that we've never heard about. How many times can we break down a game the same way for 20 years? Like snooze fest, there's phones, there's stats, there's people talking about it on Twitter every second. Like, give me something else. Take a show outside for Christ's sake. Like, why are we still doing them in studios? We don't need to do that anymore. So thank you for letting me rant here, but no, that's that, basically where I'm at. So that that's fantastic because I know uh, a lot. I, I see uh, producer Dex and I see uh, Briscoe. Uh, that's Mac and Bear. They they both have some great shows, uh, pod podcast shows, and what you, what you're preaching is exactly what they believe in and why they started their shows. And I, I support them because I want them to be successful. I just don't know how to do it. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show because you, you've got some insights into uh, how to become successful. I mean, you, you work with uh, some, some big podcasts some some um, advertisers. What, what's uh, who do you work with? I guess just so the audience can get a feel for uh, what you uh, have are doing. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there is, um, Right now, I, I work with business and creator clients um, uh, mostly. So if a business is trying to understand how they, you know, just trying to understand their culture a little more or how they develop their content a little better. And I go as far as like, well, where can I put you in a digital store or where can I put you in a brick and mortar store? Or, you know, there's... Um, I'm taking it a step further from from where the regular sponsorships are now. And I would probably advise anybody listening to this to try and start doing that as well. Um, as an independent content creator, I do think there's massive opportunities to basically like have a, be a strategic partner for a business. You know, like it is that bad in terms, of, especially I would say in restaurant, retail, and and not the traditional restaurant owner that's been turning you down like a billion times, like the newer ones, like I, I was explaining, the that 35 to 50-year-old that just opened their mom and pop shop again, now that it's been three or four years and people want to kind of go back outside in your town or whatever it is. Local is probably the best money-making thing that I can tell you right now. There are so many desperate people that can't get their message out and they have great stuff. And a perfect example of this is I'm working with a content creator called Chase underscore you locally here. He is so great. I call him Rico Suave because like he's just like this big burly man with a beard that really enjoys getting involved with, you know, helping businesses. And there's a there's a wrapping paper business that just opened up uh, close to us called Conch, or in Conchahawken called Wrapping Papered. All they do is invite people to come on in, drink some wine. She wraps your gifts. You go home. It's It seems like a great experience. So like I would say tying two or three different people, whether that's a collaborator, whether that's, you know, a business together is always a great way to start. I think as creators, we need to stop thinking in terms of ad dollars. And I'm not saying don't go find them. Obviously, go find a sponsor, but find a sponsor you love, love, that you could wake up tomorrow and it would feel like you're a part of their business. The best example I can give you of that from my own personal life is Liquid Death Mountain Water. A lot of you probably know what that is now, but in 2018, when Mike, the CEO of that company, approached me about my Philadelphia Eagles podcast and said, 
hey, can we send you some product and see where this goes? I said, absolutely. He just happened to be a, a big Eagles fan, and now they are one of the largest companies in the world. I made out. Like, I just, I didn't expect that. I just loved it, and I loved their mission. And I would say I'm getting a lot of direction from them as well. Like, they are fully turning and looking for not only players and, and the people that they work with as ambassadors, as investors, but I'm trying to convince them that now. And I'm only, I've never told that to anybody but your audience, by the way. So I'll tell Exclusive. you exactly what I'm doing. I am trying to convince Liquid Death Mountain Water to kind of go ahead and do a proper version of Robin Hood for their creators. Because if I was able at, in 2018 to put in $20 a month or $100 a month or take somebody else's ad money that wants to sponsor me for three months and put it back into Liquid Death, I'd be a fucking millionaire right now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I would have helped that company grow and got return on my money and been so happy to promote them because I basically promoted them like I owned them because I, 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 I love them so much. So now we're trying to get into a place that relationship has developed over four years that they're going to listen to me about who I think the best creators are or where what the direction they need to go in sports because they, we have had such a fine-tuned relationship that like that part that relationship for me is endless in terms of monetization or awareness or getting new clients like it's not just about the straight up short term dollars i'm actually trying to explain this to a soccer club in england right now <laughs> that, that like you know short term money is probably not the greatest play for sponsorships uh right now i would just uh, just to reiterate cuz i know that was a lot find something you love and I would even go to towards startups that you love that need desperate marketing help or whatever it is and start investing your time, uh, you know, set parameters so you're not doing it forever. But like, hey, I'd like to invest X amount of time with some sweat equity for the next six months and push your product and just see where it goes. Are you down with that? Great. You know, um, think long term, especially when you're starting out. And if you already have a built in audience. Start looking around for stuff that, that matches you and your show. I guarantee you that's that's the fastest way to make money. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, and when you talk about local stuff, I, I think that's the thing that as, a, as someone who's pretty much an introvert and doing a podcast, which doesn't make a lot of sense, right? But uh, it's tough to go out and approach people that you don't know. Um, and so that's why I, I appreciate syrup here in the chat because uh, he has a company uh he he has badali's uh, fruit market up in toronto canada and they're a big sponsor of the uh, toilet bowl club so we awesome them. what kind of wait uh can i get what kind of fruit can i get when i when i uh go to their website or things like that what do they do yeah so go to badali's.com that's b-a-d-a-l-i-s um and they're located uh, outside of toronto in ontario and they have all fruits and vegetables uh, from all across Ontario and across the globe. Can I get that shipped in the U.S. by any chance? Uh, we can hook you up with that. Uh, I would, yeah. Please let me know. I'm a I'm a fruit whore, so I will take as much as I can get. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> we we do say if, uh, if if you mention the toilet bowl club, you get a twenty percent discount off of bananas because I, I love that. I uh, we are bananas. a banana household, so I look I, I look forward to it for sure. And I, and I, um, I did want to, somebody was asking, a, a producer at Mission was, was asking, how do, how do you reach out to sponsors? Call them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I know it sounds very simple, but like, 
just get in contact with them however you can. If you're more comfortable going through social DMs, that's still an acceptable way, and I won't have it any other way. Like, don't listen to people say, oh, don't DM a brand. Yes, do exactly that. They're probably expecting it. You're cold calling no matter what. But if you love something, you're never going to, like, let up on that. That's, that's the difference between trying to fill, like, an ad sheet slot for, like, okay, we need $250 up front for for section a of my my podcast don't think like that just like here I'll, I'll tell you i'll be real honest with you there is a there's a company called lake hour that is a brand new cocktail in a can i had it recently in philly just because it was at a party i loved it and then i it turns out that it's freaking kurt russell's kid that made it <laughs> and and you're going oh uh so you have you have some reach here so like, it's just, I've been pursuing them for the last three months and, and we are still trying to find a way to partner up on some things. I think it's just about being absolutely relentless about that, that stuff and making sure that you're probably only trying to seek out like one or two partners to start up. Um, that'd be my best advice. Right, right. And, and, and just, um, I invited uh, producer Dex up here. But for those of you who are interested, please go check out um, John's uh, website. It's called monetizephilly.com. Uh, he's open to everyone, um, even outside of Philly, because he's going to um, give you an opportunity to, you can set up a, a call with him, which I did uh, 15, 20 minutes, and uh, he'll give you some advice. You can talk to him about your personal situation, what you want to do. Um, so please go check out monetizephilly.com. John, he's a great guy. If you're in the Philly area, like I know uh, my buddy Mac is, they have offices in downtown Philly. I think, John, are you still offering lunch or did too many people? Oh, no, no. Actually, I got some dates in December. If you're local and you want to come see Philadelphia on the 52nd floor and have some lunch, I'd be happy to chat with you. There you go. Dex, did you have a question? Yeah. Hey, John, uh, thanks for being a part of the show. I really appreciate, uh, you coming on, uh, I kind of want to milk you for some advice. Do you um, do you have like a template or uh, some best practices for putting together a media kit to approach some of these companies? Yes, I would say the the shorter the better, um, and it just kind of depends on what you're selling to them. Like if it's just uh, if you're kind of just looking for a starter or a one off, I would say stick to one sheet and put the price right on there. You want to know, uh, you know, like I, I'm a big fan of not flirting up front and the other side isn't either because they just need to know price and, and stuff. Um, most of the time, what I don't like about <laughs> the way we're doing business, if they see a price and they just kind of move on and ghost you, I think that's kind of fucked up. But, you know, then you just know too, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to, to other places that I like. If it's a long-term thing, if you're trying to be like, hey, we would love you for our entire show season or for X amount of episodes. I'd probably recommend a marketing deck. Do you know what I mean when I say that? I know what a sales deck is, so I'm assuming it's similar. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So just just give them a really clear vision on what that money is going to do. You know, like I would be, and the most important thing I can tell you is never bring up your audience size ever, ever, ever. Right. Just don't do it. It doesn't, it's the last thing in the conversation, right? Like it's, it, I think it's good to have your social stuff up, uh, big numbers that, that are obviously identifiable, great. Don't sell yourself that you have like all these amazing platforms, just sell the ones that are cooking, 
you know, and have value and you know you can sell. So once you do that and kind of give a vision, like to be honest with you, I, it's the same vision I laid out with, with Liquid Death and, and we had no listeners know anything. I just said, this is what we're going to do for you over the course of six months. It's going to be $10,000. Are you guys down to do that? They said, absolutely. And we had, you know, a thousand from zero to a thousand listeners over, over a year and they were responsible for helping us grow. So you'd be, you'd be surprised on like, I, I think depending on what your objective is, what you can get out of a sponsorship, if it's tailored towards exactly their needs. So does that, does that make sense? Yeah. But do you, do you, would you charge them up front or would you say charge them at the end of the year saying, Hey, you had so many listeners this year. This is how much we agreed to for X amount of listeners over the year. Or do you just charge them, like, say, a flat rate for the year, whatever we can get out of it, we can get out of it? Fantastic question, what? because it's actually another another thing I'm trying to hammer home. Um, are you familiar with what CPM deals are? Yeah, cost per milli. Yes, we need to stop talking in that. Eliminate it from our vocabulary immediately. Like, and this is why. Um, I also put this on my website. Can you imagine opening a business and saying, I'm going to give all my products away for free until a thousand people walk into the door? <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. if there's a thousand people walking into my door and I'm new and people want to purchase stuff, let them purchase stuff, you know? So like, I think that has been the most ridiculous thing that we have had to steer towards in terms of like, this is the industry standard. No, it's not. It's the standard from blogs and it's the standard from media buying companies like Ad Results Media, Veritone and all that. So they can keep large amounts of us and say, and diversify basically like all of the money that they're spending and really crimple how much they're paying us. I want to eliminate media buying companies at all. And, and ones that are attached to media buying companies is going to, I would, I would probably avoid unless you absolutely love them. You know, um, I, I myself have stopped dealing with ad results media through liquid death because I can't stand them. I'm, I forced them to make me do business just with me. So I would say those type of relationships are what you're looking for. More personal, more one-to-one -one and people that you can reach. The less people you have to go through on that end, the better, in my opinion. I think it's just a waste of time. So flat, to, that's a long answer, but flat rate and just put a value on your time. Like I would, I would start adding up your week, right? And find an uh, hourly rate of what, how much work you're putting. Like, what do you value yourself at? I personally, I just put it at like, okay, for every time that I'm doing something for everybody else, it's $150 an hour. How much am I doing on that podcast? Okay, I'm putting... 35 to 40 hours a week and prepping it and doing this and setting the show, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're coming out out of that 60 seconds, it's going to cost you X amount of money. So $150 a spot. Boom. There's, there's your price point. It's, it, you should value the work you're putting into it and not what's expected on the other side. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, now you brought up another question for me. So the there's pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. Do you do you give like a volume discount for each uh, each one, or do you tier it as pre-roll is probably mo your most valuable, or your mid-roll is the most valuable? Oof, man, good question. Um, uh, I, I actually hate 
pre-programmed oh, well i should ask a question is this something that you're f uh, you're doing host reads for or is this something that's going to be an ad we do host reads all right Perfect. so i have, I have a, a couple of different uh podcasts uh one in particular it's um it's called the couch potato sports report I, i'm really just the producer on it although i kind of co-host but what we'll do is when we have a uh a sponsor i will I'll pre-record a host read and then we'll just play it whenever we feel like playing it. So gotcha. it's not completely, it's semi-organic, I should say. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would say, um, I, I think that's, it depends on who, who values that. Like I, I, I have stopped putting pre mid and post role in that i'm trying to eliminate that too just because i think it really sinks in um we are that's too much of a radio and television broadcasting role does that make sense i think that's where yeah. that ended up coming from and i'm trying to get away from that too yeah yeah it's not podcast that is not podcasting traditionally when we started out back in the day oh god i can't believe i'm saying that uh that was, we were trying to be so freeform away from radio broadcasting that like, unfortunately, those, those ad slots have turned into that. What I would, what I would focus on more is not total listens or views or anything like that. How much, how long are people listening to you for? How long are they uh, watching you? That's what you need to sell because, gotcha. you know, hey, I'm keeping everyone's attention for this entire 40 minutes. So I'm going to mention you in here once. Don't even don't even slot it as 30, 60, 90. Just just talk about them for a little bit. You yeah. know, like no one cares really as long as the message is getting out there that it's organically involved into the conversation and that you can pivot right out of it and get back to the content. And that's something I think we've missed as broadcasters in general, like we don't tease enough. That that I think is very important, especially when you have those slots. You need to tease the shit out of what's coming next if you're going to an ad break, and not like yeah. the traditional. Hey, uh, after this, we're going to talk about uh, my butthole. Right after this message, not that. Like, oh my god, we got into this thing yesterday that is going to blow your fucking mind. Just like Colgate's. <laughs> fresh white da -da -da, <laughs> because my mouth fucking smells like ass da -da -da. and you got to kind of throw it into the creativity part of your show if that makes sense yeah yeah. it can't even feel like you're doing an ad it's just got to feel like oh this is where they do the thing about the thing i love this part i'm actually going to tune in and listen a little further and i know right after this there's something even worse you like know. a conversational segue like a conversational segue my man exactly yeah, we, we, we do that quite yeah, a bit. Actually, T-Bird does it on uh, Dex's show quite a bit. But to be honest, not a lot of people care about Cartersville High School football. Um, <laughs> yes. That's an inside yeah. joke. That's an inside <laughs> joke, John. Yeah, it's, yeah, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. Be amazed. Hey, so. we, we've also got uh, Mac and Bear. Mac uh, Bris Guru, Guros Briscoe. He has, has his show, uh, Guru Talking Sports. He's local, John, to us. He's down in Bear. Uh, nice. Delaware. Uh, which is uh, not far from where I live. And I, I told him uh, when you have your uh, happy hour in January, he, me and uh, Phil are uh, going to come to that. He doesn't, he didn't accept. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, he's got to now. And um, 
I th uh, it's not confirmed yet, but I'm pretty sure the representatives from FOCO are going to join us that night, the people that are making all the crazy uh, overalls for all the Philly sports. And oh, excellent, excellent. Mac, did you, uh, did you have a question for John or uh, any comments on uh, what he's shared with us today? <laughs> Mac has a podcast, um, Gurus Talking Sports, available anywhere you get your podcast. Maybe he's having some mic problems. I'm not sure. I usually can't shut him up, John. <laughs> Sounds so like me. The fact, yeah. yeah, so the fact he's having mic problems, I don't know. I don't know. Debo uh, is asking, what's the upside of having fake sponsors? Ah, um, no, this came out of Sports Illustrated. You know what? Uh, none, none, really. Um, but if you lean into it and like, well, he, okay, here, here is what I would do if, if you're going to play that bit. You know your show doesn't have sponsors. The community that's listening to your show does, knows you don't have sponsors. So start doing fun, fake commercials. And just be like, hey, this could actually be your business right here, but we don't have anything. So we made up a company. Uh, you know, some, something like that. If, I, I, would, I would get more creative that way just to, just to show sponsors that you can be creative. That's so, a brilliant idea. Yeah, like, and if you're looking for those kind of ads, Debo is great. Debo is very creative, uh, and he can uh, make those for is. you. Debo is fantastic. He's got a vivid imagination. Oh, Briscoe's saying his mic is off, by the way. I don't, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry about that, uh, Mac. Um, so, John, we've talked a lot about content uh, create creation uh podcast in the uh in the media world duke james is another uh creator because i know you also talk to entrepreneurs and uh, duke is an entrepreneur who uh does a little bit of this a little bit of that duke if if you want to uh come off mute and uh ask your question duke does uh t-shirts um does uh cryptocurrency does a lot of stuff duke did you have a question for john I did have a question for you, John. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, uh, uh, JP and Angie, thank you for allowing me to come up on the panel. Uh, John, uh, one of the questions I do have, um, being a, a small business, a entrepreneur, um, I have various avenues and various streams of income. My major issue is getting my product in the hands of people. I have already set up everything I need. I have a decent community on Discord. Um, I have websites. I, I even have my own podcast. And so I have everything I need. You know I mean? I got my website that's up and up and going, still evolving day in and day out. And I'm just trying to find the best way to promote my business without having to go through uh like having to pay someone for promotions. Now I, I do understand in order to make money, it takes to, you know, it make money makes money. But what about those entrepreneurs who are like, I don't want to go down this route. I'd rather kind of do my own self thing. What can you say to that? Well, that uh, I would tell you two things. One, I would think about like, do you mind what, what, um, what kind of products right now are you trying to put in people's hands? Is it your shirts? Is it your, is it the, like, what, what exactly is it? So it is shirts, hoodies, uh, joggers, sweatsuits. Those are the, the tangible products. The First of all, send me a link. Cause that's right up my alley. Right. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> and then um, is it who would you identify as your community for your stuff right now? Um, right now, right now is just strictly to my podcast. I haven't really gone outside of that. I'm still just, you know, posting to, you know, Instagram, you know, sharing with family and friends, you know, those type things. I haven't really gone out besides uh, JP is the probably the only outside person who has brought who is actually going to get something that is not directly tied to what I have going on with my podcast and anything of that nature. Excellent. And what's your podcast about? Just so I understand that too. Uh, Club Velvet is basically a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a hyper, not a hyper, it's an imaginary club, a virtual club where we just go, we have fun. You know what I mean? We talk Love about that. all kinds of topics. There's no topic that is not talked about. Even controversial topics are even talked about. So, so I know uh, first and foremost, Duke, you're doing so much awesome stuff and you need to recognize that. Two, you're running two businesses at once. Do you know that? Yes. Okay. So that that is probably why you feel so fucking behind all the time is because the podcast is a business on its own and your shirt company and apparel company is a business on its own. Mm -hmm. So you're, I think you're definitely on the right path and you should probably integrate those two things as much as possible. Like, you know, um, if it's, uh, is your podcast visual by any chance? Not at the present moment. There's Change that immediately <laughs> uh, because you need to start wearing your stuff while you're doing the podcast. Okay. And that is just an easy, low-hanging fruit. You know, um, even if you're not broadcasting the full video of your podcast, mm -hmm. the clips of your podcast that need to go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever your biggest strength is right now, okay. people need to see your stuff while you have good, absurd, hilarious takes, you know, like, <laughs> uh, and that's just instant. Here in Philadelphia, when I see Nick Sirianni wear a Kelly green hoodie on the sideline on Fox NFL Sundays, I immediately not want to know where I want to go get it. You know, like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, what is that? What is he wearing? I need it. So there's that element to it. Two, I would say if you're trying to get more awareness, which it sounds like your business is trying to get more awareness right now. Is that right? Yes, sir. So... There, I just had a great conversation and probably accidentally met one of my business idols. Okay. Have you ever heard of a, of a documentary called The Defiant Ones? No, I haven't. Oh my God. That is homework for everybody listening to this. Okay. It is about the rise and start of Interscope Records and Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine, and all that story. I'm obsessed with that story. Um, in that documentary, uh, Dr. Dre you know, is selling Beats headphones. It gets to that part. And I don't know if we remember this, but this is a really important marketing lesson, okay? At the time, uh, the NFL, and still to this day, has a humongous contract with Bose headphones. And Dr. Dre just liked his friends in the NFL. So they came up with the marketing thing of just like, you know what? We're just going to gift all of our headphones to these NFL players because it's just fucking cool. And guess what? They were right. Everybody in the NFL started wearing their headphones in a second. And it is the reason today why we still have football players coming through and off the bus with headphones on and that camera shot is on them. You know, they started that. They ended up selling that for $3.2 billion to Apple after that. 
So it is an important lesson. Go find people that you love, Duke. The same thing that I would tell a creator and go say, go find a business you want to love and support. Go find the people that fit your culture, would love to wear your stuff, would feel fucking cool in it, and have a bigger audience than you do currently. And, and just, you know, be very careful on who, who you select for that. Maybe only give 10 people. Maybe only give five. Uh, have, a, have a massive list of people that you would target that would give you that marketing opportunity just by simply gifting them the thing that they want, which is you. So, you know, if somebody has like a 50,000 uh, person following on a certain platform and you know that they're going to wear their stuff, keep sending them stuff. Okay. It's, it's free. And that's how most of that, that ends up working. And if you're a creator hearing this, that's exactly what they're trying to do. <laughs> so it's, 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 good, it's good on every side. And that's, that's what's kind of crazy, right? Is like inherently the business and the creator are kind of set up to fight one another. Because you just heard Duke say, I don't want to pay anybody. And I understand that. I don't want to pay anybody because like, you got to worry about every little margin that goes, goes through your business. And I, and I get that. The money has to be well spent and there has to be return on that. But there's also got to be an understanding in between of each other's value. So um, great questions, Duke. And does that make all, does that make all sense? I know it was a long, yes, long answer. Yes, it does. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing that bit of advice. I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. JP and Angie, thank you for allowing me to come on and I'm going to just step down and I'm going to listen. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck, Duke. Duke. You bet, Duke. Hey, John. Type your link in the in the chat, your website. Yes, he did, Angie. I will, uh, I'll make sure I send a tweet out because uh, with everyone, with the information from Duke and uh, Dex and uh, Mac. Dex, you had a question? Yeah. Hey, John, do you recommend everyone go video or is it okay for people to just be audio um it, i i think it's just the pretty people just the pretty people should go video oh, decks. okay just double checking i uh, i am i think it's about your comfortability honestly um for duke that was very specific because it's his branding of clothing and i just think it visually looks better if you're, I'm a humongous believer in audio still and just audio and i know that's not the sexiest thing to to, to do but um, it's actually better for your sponsors and advertisers. It really is. We retain more when we listen. It's just true. It's just, it's factually true. You can't argue it. So like the visual part is like, Ooh, I got to remember that, you know, but the sinking in part happens when you listen. So I, I, I would still, in terms of marketing your show, yes, I would still find a way to be on Instagram or, uh, and, and maybe even TikTok, even if that means you're, one, just doing simple audiograms of like, hey, here's, here's the show. I don't think you'll get much traction on social if you do that. The other thing I would recommend is just creating a video like you're telling a voiceover and putting in images of what you're talking about or video clips of what you're talking about Use or the subject at hand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Use B-roll. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. and, yeah. and, I, and I think, yes, you have to start marketing on there but i i wouldn't it's not like a, a, a do or die necessarily um i still think the best way to kind of keep everybody together is via email or, or text to be honest with you so um 
you know, like I would, I would give, I would try and find some form of collection. Discord is a good, another one. Duke, Duke mentioned that. I think that's a pretty strong thing to gather up with. So, you know, I, I would say it's a, it's about marketing and then getting those people into your circle as fast as possible. Yeah, and I guess one way, John, we can get into your circle is uh, going to your website, uh, monetizephilly.com, and signing up for your newsletter. I think that's going to Yes, be it out. is uh, dropping on the 5th. I uh, got the okay uh, for my first draft, and it is very personal and up front. So I uh, would love if you guys uh, join. Yeah, please, everyone, go uh, join that newsletter and, and check out the site because he's got some interesting information. And like I mentioned, uh, you can uh, sign up for uh, 15, 20 minutes of John's time. We appreciate, John, you uh, sharing your time with us this morning. I've already gotten some comments. Uh, that Thank you. You're great, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, Mac, did you uh, get your mic to work? I'm trying to. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're a little low, but uh, if you talk loud, I think we can hear you. All right. Thank you for allowing me to be on the, on the program. I appreciate it. Uh, John, my thing is that it's just I'm trying to get out there, but – it seems like it's just a big hurdle. I just, you know, my, my, what is your recommendation, rec, recommendation on trying to get it when it's just like starting out? I hit the wrong button. My bad. So a uh, great question. Um, I, I would say that like, if you're in a spot right now where you've kind of started and you're a little inconsistent, pause for a second, you know, um, I, I think it's a, one of the things that we do as podcasters or show creators is we immediately want to just create the show and do it just to see how it sounds and goes. But the, the worst thing we do, I think, is release it right away, right? Like the, if it is, if your show is based on the week to week news or current events or something, then, then I understand that. But I would recommend everybody promoting themselves at least one to three months before you drop one episode. Um, and the reason I tell you that is because for the same stuff that we, we are currently sitting in, like we are not, this is not something where somebody's going to be able to turn on the radio or turn on the TV and give you an opportunity. Like you might get 30 seconds on TikTok or Instagram, and that's great. You might get 15 seconds when they, when they land you on YouTube. So it's... It's really about gathering your audience first. Like, start recording, right? And, and if some of that stuff is hitting and is great, fantastic. Use that as a movie trailer of what's coming, you know? And they're not going to hear the stuff that you recorded early on if it's evergreen because it's going to be a brand new show by the time it drops. And if it's not evergreen, meaning like... Um, and just, oh, sorry, I'll clarify that in case anyone's confused. Evergreen content means it never, ever is irrelevant. I could talk about something and 10 years later, the conversation would still be good. So if your content is based on that, then you should be doing seasonal content and only a certain amount of episodes. Like, hey, we're doing 10 episodes. It's going to have a theme. It's going to drop on this day. It'll end on this day, much like a Disney or Netflix show, right? If it's not that, if it is that current event thing, then... Same thing I was just saying there, like promote, promote the show, get the audience, then do the show because one, that's going to help your advertising right away. If you can prove that you have an audience without dropping a show, <laughs> or let's say you can get a thousand subscribers on YouTube before your show even starts, then you're already monetized, right? Like 
we miss out on the promotional part of getting people to your show first. And that is the biggest thing that I would recommend to everybody is don't, don't start a show, promote a show for about a month at least. Okay. I got you. I appreciate yeah. that. And, um, I was going to say, yeah, I got 195 episodes already. Oh boy. So what is, what do you think is your, do you feel like you're not getting anywhere then? Yeah, I mean, it's just more or less I just try to, you know, promote it and try to get it out there. But it seems like it's just more or less it's just like stagnant. I mean, it's yeah, I'm talking about current events and I'm talking about past events. And I also talk about, you know, what's going on in television and everything. I try to make it, you know, for everything. I mean, like, right. Ah, 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 I just heard it. Okay, there it is. That's why it's not growing. Okay, it's it's too general it's too much in the open and that that i think is it can be either way but i but you got to think of it in this way if we're talking about stuff that has happened and we have gone through i've gone through my twitter feed a bunch of times seeing the same story you're talking about or if it's you know three or four days later people might be sick of it so if you're going to do that you've got to have a completely new twist on that certain thing right and people have to know that when they listen to you or we should probably cut out the stuff that you're not that really interested in and you feel like you got to talk about it anyway do you feel like you kind of get into those modes yeah yeah because like let's say like if like james harden and i i mean that came out and i didn't even really talk about it because one it's irrelevant to me because i'm not a sixer or a clipper fan Right. The thing is that, you know, I just don't like him anyway because I'm a net fan. So it's like some of the stuff I could just go over and I could talk about, let's say like last week, I had to talk about Ohio State, you know, and how they got blown out, you know, and that was only like a day later. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that, but, but that's what I'm even saying. Like the, the general sports talk is – is not going to be successful in in this medium, in my opinion. Like it's and, and only because it's just it's just reacting to the same thing that everybody's reacting to. Is that if that makes sense? Like it if 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 it was like, what do you really truly are passionate about uh, at the end of the day? What would you like get up every day and say like, I can't wait to talk about this specific thing or this specific topic or subject? Just basically, you know, I'm. I drive a truck. I drive, you know, like I say, I I love sports. I mean, I love television. I Ooh, do you ever do shows in your truck? Oh no, I haven't done that. Oh, dude. All right, so that automatic. What I hear right there is that's like that's automatically unique. And I love truck drivers, by the way. So thank you. Uh, it is I, I, dude. I don't know how you guys do that all the time. But what um, I have had a couple of relationships with with guys that do it all the time and i that is that is my biggest advice and i have not heard a, a truck driver that that talks a bunch of sports so if you kind of tailored your show it's like hey it's duke in the truck um oh no duke was is, oh, matt, i'm sorry this is matt this is matt it's confusing <laughs> it's his uh his his podcast is guru talking sports you can find it on uh, Spotify, all the places you can uh, pick up. I I'll tell you. Um, oh, Matt, Guru. Wait a minute. Guru, I've talked to you before. I didn't even realize that was you. <laughs> I, th I think you've been in my DMs before. I, I know exactly. Yes, I know. Uh, yes. I'm, I then I know your show even better. You're talking about too much shit, man. That's it. I, I was going to. 
I, I would stick to I would stick to thirty minute takes in your truck about stuff you love. I, I I'll tell you, Guru. Um, having just started listening to your show a few weeks ago, um, uh, the sports. I agree with John. It's it's hard to hard to do on a daily or a weekly basis. It it's not evergreen. I enjoyed the show where you talked about your experiences uh, in Lebanon. I mean, it's, it was a, a poignant story, and I, I felt just the passion that you had, you and your uh, your cousin, stuff like that. I think it's very relatable. To yes, people. and that's that's what I that's what I think is what I want to listen to. I, I want to listen to people that talk about stuff that I can relate. Yeah, to. Guru, I want to know about you. Honestly, and I know that's probably the hardest thing for us to feel comfortable with as creators is I want to know about you. If I know you, then I want to listen to every James Harden take you have. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, that's exactly it. And it's you waking up and be like, you know what I love? You know what I hate? You know what I am not sure of? That's what people want to hear. And it could just be one thing. Like I would, I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to force you to do a 20 minute show and talk about one thing or 15 minutes actually. Cause I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself, man. You have a lot of talent and a lot of energy and it just needs to be placed in a, in one spot for now. I guarantee you, you will see more results when you do that. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. You were so welcome, man. Keep going. Don't you, you it's you're fantastic, man. I, I, I remember your show vividly now. You just need to be way shorter and not feel like you got to talk about everything. It's uh, you know that's the thing. I just like I'm I'm so nervous mostly when I get on there, and I, then I start running my mouth about shit that I just you know know about. I mean like you know just general sports shit. But I really appreciate you you know taking a look at me. You know I appreciate it. And like I said, I'll 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 do that and I'll send that to you. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Keep it, keep us posted. Cause I think you're, you're, you're not that far off. You're just doing too much. You don't need to do so much. Yep. Right, I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Thank you panel for letting me come on. Absolutely. Mac. And uh, we're going to get to get together for uh, breakfast or lunch real soon. I promise not today. Cause uh, my wife is uh, under the weather. All but, right. That's uh, cool. Probably after the holidays, right? Yeah. Maybe after the holidays, but I, I am serious. I think, uh, um, John is having a get together in uh, in January in uh, Philadelphia. Maybe you and I can uh, carpool up there. I sound sounds great. I appreciate that. Thank you. That sounds good. Hey, um, we have another uh, short pants Robert up on the panel. Um, short pants Robert is on the West Coast, so I really appreciate uh, our West Coast listeners. Uh, it's early in the morning, six thirty out there. Yeah, it's short pants. Spot on. He sounds like a truck. He sounds like a truck driver, but he's actually just driving home from the night shift. Uh, and it's and it's raining heavily at the moment. Um, so well, one thing I was going to do is shout out Duke James. I, I wore one of his shirts yesterday. Hey, uh, they're fantastic, you know, and and they're a good price. They're a good price, good quality, and uh, and solid designs. Um, whoa, I can't see. Um, anyways, please don't uh, die. The question I had, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> ask your question. I ask definitely question. won't die. I, I, I do have so, a story. Yeah, the to question tell is: uh, so the 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 fifteen twenty uh, thirty minute podcast. That's something I've been uh, contemplating. Um, what is the? I guess what is the criteria that you look at when you're looking for a good co-host? 
John, if you're answering, I think you forgot to hit the mute button. Uh, you are correct, sir. I was talking to myself. It was great. Um, so I think it's, it's, I was just saying it's probably one of the hardest things to figure out, right? Like, one, does this person understand what you're trying to do? Because a lot of the time when we think of friends or when we think of people who would be great for this spot, their willingness and their, you know, oh, I'm just going to speak on a microphone and be dumb and like no one's going to listen to this and not take it as seriously. Down the line when they have that full-time job and three months later, like the show's good and you know, then they're like, well, yeah, but I was just doing this because you needed a co-host. I can't actually like put effort into this. So that that's always a first roadblock. The second one is chemistry. That's a natural. Everybody understands that. You either do it or don't. And then third, how do you keep that together for so long? And how do you get it, you know, make sure everybody's happy? I, I actually don't have a, a great formula other than can you vibe with that person pretty well? And do they understand that you're doing this seriously and not as a hobby? You know, I think those are always just the good, the, the good things to throw up there. Outside of that, like, um, it's, it's really just an important vetting process. Like, I would never... I would never have too many co-hosts. I think that's where we get into into trouble too, or a rotating, you know, selection, because then that just means a bunch of that same person six times, and then you're wrangling a bunch of cats. Um, uh, you know, like I, I just if it's um, I, I, you got to ask yourself why do you want to co-host first, and if it's just about lengthening your show, I think that's a bad idea. You know, if you need somebody that that you have to have a conversation with on a particular topic and you know that their their brain or their mind has a very interesting point of view on what you're talking about, even if you agree with it or disagree with it, I think it's a great thing to be. Um, and I, I, yeah, outside of that, it's really just about feel because you never know. And like, you know, I've been with co-hosts that I thought I would, and bands too, that you you would think you would be there for the rest of your life. But sometimes it's just for a month or three years or 10 um, it's, um, can I ask again, like why, why do you want to co-host right now? Um, cause I tend to be someone who likes a conversation. I, I'd much rather have a conversation and have someone to talk to than just me rambling off. Um, th that's just my personal preference. Um, I'm also currently, uh, co-host on a podcast that has had four co-hosts that have cycled through um which has kind of put me in that question is like it at some point the co-host has burned out and just like yeah i'm, I'm kind of tired and i'm gonna go do something else and and so that's why it, it popped up but mainly the conversation that that i like having someone to bounce stuff off of uh and what is what's the show uh, consist of for you right now uh, well, f for me, it's, uh, it's basically questions about, uh, growing up, um, what it was like to grow up in the nineties. Um, the one I started was graveyard quandaries and, and it's basically just a bunch of random questions, stuff that, stuff that most people don't think about. Um, that's, yeah, that's well, the shows well, I like to do. I, I would, I would say Robert Shaw. What was that, Angie? I love Robert Shaw. 
It's quite thought-provoking sometimes. It takes you to places you don't want to go. <laughs> right, and that, that's part of the reason I like it is because I, I like going into those parts of my mind that I'm like, oh, man, I haven't thought about that in 20 years. But yeah. here's what was going on, and here's what I think about it now. So I'm going to say a few things, actually. I, I, I don't think you respect yourself enough that you could handle a self-conversation like that. Because men, I'm just listening to you talk right now. I would, I would listen to at least ten minutes straight of you if you're talking about '90s and childhood and things like that. the 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 problem is, is that one seat, that host seat, is a lot different than that co-host seat. It just, it it, it just is because, uh, you know, when you're in that one seat, and there's no difference. I don't, I don't think there's any like, oh, this is more powerful than anything. The the one seat is just pushing the show along. That's always in broadcasting. That's what it's supposed to do. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that that changed my life in terms of doing solo work because I thought the same way you did for a long time. Instead of saying everyone, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Say you, you, not like so like hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I've got a great conversation with you today. And I'm going to start with this. Have you ever thought about going back into 1996 and closing your eyes and having boys to men blare on your headphones and just feeling so goddamn free and da-da-da-da-da, et cetera, et cetera? But that, I'm having a conversation with your entire audience, and it feels like a one-to-one. -one. It's going to make you more comfortable because then it does feel like you're talking to somebody. I, I close my eyes and I imagine I'm talking to my best friend. You know, that's one thing that actually voiceover taught me as well is that it's that we need to get back. If you're, especially if you're audio only, we really need to get back to theater of the mind. And I think that has been lost while we're doing this stuff. Like it has got to feel, and you're not, not being genuine. Like I'm being genuine. I'm closing my eyes and I'm look, I'm pretending I'm looking at my community when I'm saying those words. And it's the same thing here. I, I, I think you're way more powerful than you believe, my friend. I think it's just getting used to, and I'd, I'd be actually happy to coach you on some things just to, just to kind of get you and feel, you, feel more comfortable with you just talking by yourself. Because it does. It feels weird. It feels like, it feels like um, ego and like, oh, you're listening to me. And like, no, you are, you are saying the same things. It, you know, it is no different than sitting down and writing a piece. It is no different. Like if I, if I said all this and this was, you were reading this in an article, you would think it's great and how personal it is. And like, oh, this person really understands it. You know, does that, does that make sense? Like I, I really do, man, I, I want to listen to the show. Yes, it, <laughs> yes, it does make sense. sense. Yes, it does make sense. Um, and it, it's a, it's a, it, yeah, it's a thought and process. Um, cause I do, I do have that, uh, I do have that little thing. And if I do, if I do change the way that I talk to, to people, um, the first thing I do is when I hop on, it's like, Hey guys, how's it going? Right. And I'm, and it feels like I'm talking to a room. Like as soon as I say that, it does feel like I'm talking to a room, even if there's nobody in it yet. Um, and it's not personal. It, it almost feels luxury. Uh, until until someone else comes on, and if I if I do change it to, um, hey you, how's it going? Then it does 
Yeah, that does feel a little more personal. Exactly. That, or even just say, hey, one -on -one. how's it going? I'm so glad you're here. I, I, have, right. I have so much to talk to you about, but mainly what I want to talk to you about today is this particular thing. And here's why I want to talk to you about this particular thing. I absolutely love that. No, that's that's yeah. great, John. Okay. That's great. All right, I'm going to go take my mom to breakfast. Thank you very much. All right, Enjoy breakfast, pants, Robert. It's always, Thanks, short pants. Always gr great to talk to you. Um, we got about five minutes left in this show, and I want to thank John for uh, all of his uh, time this morning. We spent over an hour. I didn't know how long it was going to go, but I knew the uh, the audience would be engaged and uh, interested in uh, his insights. To so to summarize, what John is saying is he recommends that you do a podcast in a truck and close your eyes. That's basically, <laughs> while it's raining heavily, got, yes. While it's raining heavily, that's basically what I got out of the show. Um, I'm not sure if uh, everyone else got that, but um, but John, in the uh, in the last five minutes, and again, thank you for your time. Um, where can people find you? What are, what are you offering? I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but. Uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so please uh, let let the audience know where they can find you. And uh, Absolutely. Um, you can find me at John Barchard on basically any social platform. I mainly just am still holding on dearly to X and Twitter for some reason. I'm, I'm more we, active on there. We call um, it Twitter. We, we refuse to call X. So. <laughs> um, so I'm there. And as you guys have mentioned before, you can go to monetizephilly.com. Um, I always just love talking to people for 15 minutes just to kind of understand what they're what they're trying to do. Um, and you can just look at me as I'm I'm sure you've heard through this entire hour. Like I love to coach. I love to empower people. I like to go as far as like taking the ride with you. If your show is that good, you feel like you're in a good rhythm. Like I'm I'm okay being your strategic content partner, your business partner, uh, somebody that just needs to come out and negotiate for you. You know, like. I, I want to support. I, I want to be come in there like a fire, a brimstone, and then I want to disappear like a ghost because it's really you at the end of the day that's going to make yourself successful. That's just true. It's not even bullshit. It's just like there's there's only you are going to you know where to go best. I just know where the better roads are to get you there, you know. And um, I got to say, through 22 years of dealing with this shit, it is. It is exactly that, like 75% of our, of our problem, and I'm talking about creators, is that we don't think we're valuable enough and we don't have a support system to tell us that we're actually fucking doing great, you know, because no one understands this shit. No one. I got, I mean, like, I have been told so many no's and like, yada, 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 this is never going to work. I don't know why you guys are going and doing it this way. And now it's just commonplace 22 years later. I can't tell you how much that blows my mind to somebody that used to edit reel to reel tape and put his show on Napster. Like, you know, like <laughs> I am blown away on how far we have come in terms of programming everything. And I just, I, I believe, I, I will be straight up honest with you. I hate Gen X. I hate most of the boomers. And I feel like everybody that was born in 1980 and 1986 belongs in a different generation. I, I respectfully call myself an old millennial, but I know I'm not a millennial. I know I'm, I've, I, there is some hybrid of kids that like went from no technology to some technology to watching that technology grow up. And that's the people I want to talk to because... You guys understand this stuff more than anything, and people try and take advantage of us all the time, and it's fucking bullshit. So that's why I'm here. Excellent. Excellent. We appreciate uh, your time, John. I, I, I know we all got a lot out of it. 
producer Dex has been hitting me up. Uh, my, my recommendation to you, Dex, is keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you guys are, are going to make it. Uh, the Couch Potato uh, Sports uh, Talk Show. They're also available on Spotify. All right. Well, um, we will uh, let you go, John. Appreciate it. Uh, all of your time. Um, I think everyone, like I said, learned something here. Yeah, thank you, John. That was a treat. Of course. Uh, I'm happy to come back anytime, guys. This is this is a great for Saturday mornings for me. Yeah, no, for I, I did have some people uh say, well, poor John, he had to wake up at uh eight thirty for this. Uh John is like uh, several of us in the uh, the chat. He he gets up early, like four thirty. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a four thirty so. in the morning waker upper. I'm uh I wouldn't say I'm trying to be part of that billionaires wake up club or whatever Mark Wahlberg uh is says every day, but it does help. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does. Most of us are waking up just so we can use the restroom, but uh, John's waking up to do work. So we appreciate him. <laughs> well, Toilet Bowl Club, it's been an honor. And uh, I will talk to you guys very soon. Thanks as always, man. And uh, yeah, hit me up, please, if you, yeah. if you need anything. Yeah. All right. Absolutely, guys. Hit, hit John up. Uh, just go to that monetizephilly.com. It's real easy to set up 15 minutes with them. He's, uh, and, and I appreciate John not bringing up the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> as, well, now I have to. As a Cowboys hey, how about fan. That tush baby? As a Cowboys fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, the fake, the fake Dak MVP. Ah, I love this. I love I, it every I, I, single I, year. It's so wonderful. And then you just see him losing the divisional round, and then it all goes away. It's great. It's great. Like, Answer this to me, John, because uh, you know we. I listened to this uh, Mike Babchick show, and uh, there was a caller this week. He's a Cowboys fan, and he he kind of got roasted by Da uh, Damon Amendolora. But I, as a Cowboy fan, I don't really hear a lot of Cowboys fans saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like seriously, you do. <laughs> Then, I, then I, why, I don't. Is, why, maybe, why do you want Dak to be an MVP so bad if you don't think there's a Super Bowl? I don't want him to be in. I don't care if he's MVP or not. I, I, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather him win two playoff games in a row. Well, I'll I mean, tell you what's not going to happen, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it might happen. It, it might. It, 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 I tell you what, the, because of the NFC and the way it is this year, you, it, it, this might be the year. But yeah, that's, that's going to stop in the NFC Championship game. I, I don't doubt it, and you know we're 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 not gonna have uh, first place in the NFC East. I don't I don't understand that conversation either. Like the, the Cowboys are not getting first place in the NFC East. They <laughs> the Eagles lost to the Jets. I mean that's not an NFC team. They, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's okay. You know, like I'm Niners fans are gonna come in here this weekend and and yell about refs for like the fifth game in a row. So. Sorry, the offensive line is just too good. That's that's really like no one t- – everybody knows it but doesn't, doesn't say it out loud. That's the reason why they're kicking ass and taking names. So, Yeah, well, it helps when they don't call the, you know um, – Right, right. Il- yeah, the 75 procedure. flags on Thursday night against the Seahawks were totally just valid. <laughs> <laughs> Those were terrible. That was, that was, that was a tough watch. But, uh, but we watched it. Uh, okay, we almost made it through the show without. We any, almost did it. We Eagles, almost Cowboys. But no, John's a great follow on Twitter, uh, if, especially if you're an Eagles fan. Uh, especially if you're an Eagles fan. But he's uh, he's good for everything else. So again, thanks, John. Uh, Appreciate everybody. We'll I'm out of here now. All right, we'll see you. Thank you, John. Take care. All right, now now John John may still be listening. He doesn't realize that he was our first guest that we've ever had on the Toilet Bowl Club, right, Angie? 
It was. We've been doing the show for... I'm sorry? You did good. I, I thought it went really well. I, I mean, you can tell he's he's very passionate. You can tell he's very passionate about uh, what he does, and uh, he's he's great. Uh, I do encourage all of you guys who are content creators to just go, even if it's fifteen minutes, just talking to him one on one about your uh, what you you want to do. And he's he gives some great great feedback. You guys um, <laughs> know that. And if for those of you who uh, Humper says that was great. Feel free to say banana cupcakes to feed my humper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're sending banana cupcakes, uh, Shorty, you're going to send those to me uh, first. And I'll, <coughs> I'll redistribute them out. <laughs> Max says he's shocked that he knew him. Oh, you're very popular. You're very popular, Mac. But yeah, no, I think that went, went really well. I am going to um, edit this and uh, publish uh, the, uh, the interview portion, uh, mainly just to cut out uh, Milk's joke again. I guess I got to figure out how to um, edit again. It's been a while since I've done that. But yeah, we're up against it. Angie, do you have any uh, final words you want to share with the uh, the audience? Well, I better not say you guys. <laughs> you. <laughs> you take care of yourself. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. Thank you guys for, uh, thank you all for listening uh, to the Tolopo Club uh, with your host, JP and Angie. Uh, we appreciate all of you. Good luck with all of your content create creation uh, i think duke J- james and and uh, dex and guru will tell you um we got a great community here we support each other and uh that's that's what i want uh, to to make sure everyone understands it's, we uh, are all there for each other so with that see you next week bye tq